For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Just like that, hour number two underway. Green and Growing. I'm back in the studio with you. It's been a long time, and I was telling my guests, Josh and Mickey, who you'll hear from in just a minute, I was nervous. I haven't been in the studio in like two weeks because I was uh, I was off the Saturday after Thanksgiving because we went to Florida. And then last Saturday, I was off at some remote location celebrating my 40th birthday. And so now being back in the studio live, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to talk about? What are we going to cover? And all of you come through with calls and great questions. And it just I, I always get scared for no reason. This is so much fun. I look forward to it every Saturday. 404-872-0750 is the number. If you have a question for Mickey Gasway, she can answer more of your questions than me. Or we can put our heads together and get you a good answer. But she's going to be with us until 9 o'clock. And then, of course, Pike Nursery is going to come along at 830. Charles Lampkin and talk about lawn and garden holiday tasks. So you may want to wake your significant other up. Uh, prior to 8.30 and be like, okay, this stuff we got to get done. Pike Nursery says we got to do it. Uh, want to jump out of the phones. Judy in Woodstock has been so patient. Hey, good morning, Judy. Hi, good morning. How are you today? Really good. How about you? I'm good. On my way to work. Ah, hey, there gotta, you go. Got to love it. Yes. <laughs> so my question is, um, it's been over a year ago, I was given this stick with some limbs on it, huh. and I was told it was a Japanese maple. Okay. So we're up. last year didn't grow so well. Well, this year it's grown like crazy, and I don't believe it's a Japanese maple because of how big it's getting. Mm. So my question is, it, the leaf on it, I can't figure it out what type it is. The leaf has like seven points on it. I mean, there's still and, a chance it could be a Japanese maple. There's so many different varieties, um, and some of them get huge. I mean, some of them get 30, 40 feet high. So, and then yeah. I mean, uh, there's five point, there's seven point. Um, a lot of the weeping varieties, lace leaf type, they have more points than another maple. Um, but are you just amazed at the the rate of growth here in in the recent year? Yes, the rate of growth in the area that I have it, if it's going to be a really big tree, it has to be moved. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, the, where I put it was where it, I really wanted it to be. So I'm just trying to decide, you know, if, if I really need to move it, if it's really going to be a big tree. Okay. Um, well, to be sure, uh, let's go ahead and did uh, when you talked to Anne, who who screened your phone call when you first called, did she give you my email address? No, ma'am, she did not. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold and make sure you get that. If you could send me a picture, and I will properly identify it, and not only will we clear up if it's a Japanese maple or not, 
but then I'll send it to my expert, my friend Norm Mitleider, and we'll tell you exactly what type of Japanese maple it is. That way we have a better idea within 10 feet of how tall it's going to get. Wonderful. Because, yeah, now you're at the early stages to where it still wouldn't be too late to dig it up and transplant it if need be. But, yeah, if it's in the wrong spot and it's one of those that's going to get 30 or 40 feet high, we definitely don't want that. Yeah, it has to go. <laughs> yeah, so, but, I mean, if someone told you it was a Japanese maple, I mean, odds are it very well could be, but we'll just we'll determine okay. what kind so we know how big it's going to get. So, okay. yeah, take a, take a couple of pictures for me. Take one of the entire tree when you stand back from it, and then maybe take one of, uh, well, I know the leaves have fallen off, but, you know, if you can get me kind of what it's starting to look like we'll we'll try to get to the bottom of it for you okay my the leaves aren't falling off oh good uh, okay they, they they're golden color now oh pretty nice. uh you know you're just kind of shriveling up but all the leaves are still on it it's crazy okay yeah good but, well then okay. yeah we'll do that before we get one more rainstorm or windstorm that's going to knock them all off so yeah we'll get me some pictures and i will help you identify it no problem Thank you very much, yeah. and you have a great day. You too. Have a pleasant day at work and tell your coworkers to listen and that we said hello. 404-872-0750 is the number. Okay, so Mickey Gasway, what were your thoughts? Seven-point leaf, very possible. It's a Japanese yeah, it could have been. I don't know. There's so many different. It may have been something besides a Japanese maple. It may have been some oh, other some kind of, of some other kind of ja- maple. True, but, uh, and golden leaves. That's pretty. And, well, and sometimes this time of year, I've still got. I've still got leaves on, on my Japanese maple. I've got a few on that. On They're hanging them, on. Everything's hanging on a little bit more this year. It's been mm-hmm. crazy weather. But yeah. Oh, it's rained for like six days. Oh, I know it. I'm about over it. I know it. And then today too. we're going to go to a reprieve, and then I see there's and a chance for them tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow. you've got to be yep, joking that's me. that's what I've heard. <laughs> so a gardener like you, and I asked Nicole this, which Nicole said to tell you hello. I'm and, sure you were yes, listening, but Nicole said to tell you hello. But a gardener such as yourself, what do you do for six days when you can't get outside? Doesn't it just drive you mad? I wrapped Christmas presents. Oh, well, (laughs) good use of your time indoors. Okay. No, I did. But I did some some work in and around the yard, too. I cleaned up a little bit, too. Yeah, you posted some good pictures on... On yeah, Facebook, like you all know, my vegetables are just doing great. Have you harvested any Brussels sprouts oh, yeah, yet? Yeah, no, not any this okay. year. I did last year. Yeah. That was the first year I had done any. But my cauliflower is so pretty. Hmm. It, I hate to, I hate to harvest it. It's I know, so pretty. I know. And but we've gotten a lot of broccoli. We've harvested that and the cabbage. So when you cut a broccoli crown off of the plant. Is the plant still going to keep doing its thing, it's, or is it, it done? It puts some little side. It puts side ones on. They're not as big as the initial one, but they it, it's got the side ones. Too. But you've got to take that initial one off to let the plant keep doing its thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It won't it it won't make anything if I don't cut. In fact, I left one on to see if it would, and it's the 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 initial one has gotten huge, but it doesn't have any. And I think I've left it too long, maybe. Well, so it. how do you know when it's bolted? What what's the sign? Well, it'll actually kind of almost make a little try to make a little bloom like almost on it when it's really and it's been so warm that's I know. been crazy too. It doesn't but like now, that. I had some the other night and it still tasted good, so I'm going to harvest the rest of it. I think. This yeah. Week. So yeah, your mm-hmm. post I had to look it up on Facebook. Just you've you've posted Forsythia starting to bloom. Yep. The cyclamen's looking good. Yep. Italian arum doing their thing. We call that. Um, Daddy called it uh, winter hosta. The Italian era. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, they are pretty. Oh, they're sort of an invasive species, but I still like them. I, yeah. I, they haven't bothered. They've stayed in the place for me. And I Daphne, like I've not grown, but I know Walter's a big fan of I Daphne, love Daphne, too. Daphne O'Dora, right? Daphne O'Dora. The secret to Daphne, for me, has been to grow it in a container because it's real susceptible to Phytophthora. 
Root rot. And, and root rot. And so in the 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 uh, uh, it, it's there. The phytophthora is in the soil, and if it's, it gets the least bit too wet, then it'll. Uh, you know, take it over, and Daffy's real sensitive to it. How big so, of a pot do you have it in? Oh, mine's in a, like a whiskey barrel. Yeah, I was going to say, they and get it does pretty great. big. And that's, I mean, it's got a beautiful scent, oh, so you want it somewhere close to an whole, entry. Best smell in the whole world. Isn't it? Well, and I noticed my, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just went blank on what I have growing. Tea olive? Yes, thank you. Right <laughs> next to the front door, yeah. I was noticing that's got a lot of flowers on it now, too. Yeah, and it's late for that. Usually spring and fall and mm-hmm. a little bit in the winter. But I think if you've got tea olive and you've got um, Daphne, and you've got gardenias, you've always got something that smells good. That's the truth. The We're real That's lucky the truth. And so what do you think when you're saying you're also seeing the hydrangeas? They're trying to leaf out a little bit. That I noticed me. my knockout roses have a couple of brand new buds on them. But the knockouts will bloom on new wood or old wood, so yeah, that's they'll okay. Be okay. But the hydrangeas, but the, hydrangeas the macrophyllas, the big mop heads, yeah. they bloom on um, old wood. So I mean, they're it, getting just so many mixed signals with yeah, this weather. I know it. I know it. And my blueberries are budding out, what? too. What? And that scares me. Oh, no. Yeah, that scares me, too. Yeah, so. and I was walking Shadow in the neighborhood the other day, and we were walking under some big cherry trees of a neighbor's, and those are starting to get buds on oh, them, yeah. too. And I just thought, oh, no. Well, I saw the autumnalis cherries are still blooming. You know, the ones that bloom in the spring. Yeah, Josh yeah. They bloom in the spring and in the fall. They, um, they're they still blooming, and usually they're over by October. Right. So it's going to be a weird yeah, spring. We'll kind of have to wait and see what happens, we'll because to- January is traditionally the cold oldest month yep. of the year. <laughs> yep. We're we'll going to have a hard freeze, likely, oh, yeah. you think. Yeah. So that's really going to slow some things down. And I know, you know, tree farmers, orchards oh, I know. are probably I just bad. sweating it out, too. Keeps us humble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're at the whims of Mother Nature, for sure. So we're going to talk more about what to be doing this time of year. And when we come back, the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend, I'll give you four. Because I got three. I'm going to ask Mickey to add a fourth. And then we're going to introduce Josh Gazaway as well. And we're going to be talking about landscaping and things to do in the landscape and all of that. So there's a a big show ahead. Uh, And Stephanie and Ackworth is going to be on as well with a question about a pecan tree. And we want to hear from you. 404-872-0750 to get on Green and Growing. Full show with you today here until 9 o'clock with DeMarco and Ann. Easy to call any parts of the show that you miss or catch up on the Facebook page as well. Go to wsbradio.com slash green and growing and like or follow the page on Facebook. Just search green and growing WSB. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Good morning to WSB. Thank you, Scott. From Channel 2 Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitz, the forecast today, partly cloudy, high of 60. The rain is moving away. Oh, but it'll be back in the morning. Mostly cloudy rain showers throughout tomorrow morning, high of 57, low around 51. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. Boy, those middle schoolers are a little screechy, aren't they? But they're so enthusiastic. That was a group of 70 middle schoolers at Mill Creek Middle School in Woodstock. All right, number one, keep poinsettias and Christmas tree watered right now. You don't have to use anything fancy, just water. Make sure the water doesn't settle inside those foil wrappers, though, around the poinsettias. That can be a bad thing. Keep the water level up to the base of the trunk, if not just a little beyond in the uh, tree stand for the Christmas tree. Number two, keep bird feeders full. You see them going back and forth right now. Cardinals like the 
black oil sunflower seeds, uh, finches like the thistle or niger seed. And when you see the yellow feeders, the feeders with yellow on them, that's what the finches like. And suet is good for the protein they need in their diets for winter. And number three, plant woody vines right now, like Carolina jessamine, wisteria, and cross vine. And I know some of you hear me say wisteria and go, oh, no, it's invasive. It's going to take over. American wisteria, something like amethyst falls. I think there's a Kentucky wisteria as well. They're going to do a little bit better. They grow at about a third of the pace as the Asian variety. So pick out the right one. And just for a bonus, number four, Mickey, what would you do this weekend? I think probably if I were going to move something, this would be a good time time to move something. Any of the woody plants, this is a good time to do that because they, they don't have much going on at the top, but they're able to put on root growth. So you can add some, I'd add some root starter when I did it, but dig a nice wide hole and transplant. Wide so that we get all the roots that have gone out. That's exactly right. Instead of so deep, most plants don't, well, some things have deep roots, but most of them, it's wide. It's more important than deep. And then Mickey Casaway's son, Josh Casaway. I'm so glad you're here today. Glad to be here. So you have officially brought all four of your children to the show with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Josh was the last one. Yeah. He was the holdout. He's the baby. So and and you're a landscaper. Yes. What's the name of your business? It's Acer Rubrum Landscapes. And that stands for? Red Maple, a native tree to Georgia. I just should totally know that. Brush up on my Latin mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but you heard Judy's call in Woodstock just a little bit ago. And, you know, she's like, oh, if this is a maple and it gets really big, I may have it in the wrong spot. And to me, transplanting a tree, Josh, sounds like the most arduous task ever. But you say maybe not. It's really not. It will take manpower because the root ball is going to be heavy. But Japanese maples are very transplantable. Hmm. They, for whatever reason, they, they're just very, very hardy. And so as long as you get a good, um, a good wide, uh, you know, hole or you, know, you dig up the, those outside roots, yeah. use a piece of burlap underneath to move it That's a good idea. Um, instead of just throwing it in a wheelbarrow or holding it by the trunk, you're not going to do any more damage or loosen up too much of that dirt. And before you dig that plant up, the tree or the plant or whatever, you already have the new hole dug, right? Absolutely. Because <laughs> otherwise you may get tired and then that tree sits out for a while, then all of a sudden it's not going to do well. I did that from experience. I dug up a crepe myrtle <laughs> knowing the landscape guys were coming. And I was like, I'll dig up the crepe myrtle myself. Get it, you know. And then, yeah, I mean, I got busy. And then after four or five days of it leaning against the fence, I was like, shoot, that crepe myrtle is just not going to not gonna do well. So you're right. Dig the new hole first. Absolutely. Uh, any any preferred tool? Do you use a spaded shovel, flathead shovel? What do you use? A spaded shovel. Uh, you may have to use um, some type of... Uh, you know, pick just mm-hmm. to get through some of the more difficult roots, but just don't don't be in such a hurry to do it. Take your time yeah. doing it, and then you won't do um, any more damage than you have to. Yeah, and be sure that. and use some root starter. Yes. Yeah, and good. have that in the in the new hole. Yeah, kind of get those roots nice and cozy. Yeah. Right. All right, coming back more with Mickey Gasaway with Josh Gasaway. Your questions. Uh, 404-872-0750. Want to hear about your holiday traditions, too. It's that time of year. I don't want you to get too busy. I want you to take it slow. Slow things down and enjoy the holidays. We'll be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 
All right, 51 degrees in Midtown Atlanta right now. Yeah, you've tuned in to 95.5 WSB Green and Growing. You know that, and I'm really glad to be back with you. I've missed all of you for two weeks. I mean, when I put a show together uh, to be like on tape, so to, so to speak, it's a lot of work. Like, it's easier to come in here and just run my mouth for three hours. But man, those two shows that I gave you guys the last two weeks, like that is like hours and hours of prep and interviews and editing. But I love it. I'm a one-man band. I do it all. And I got to meet some fascinating people. And and I'm going to keep in touch with all of these people uh, that I bring on the show. And boy, it's been a good year. I mean, Mickey, you've been a large part of the year. I I just don't even want to start the list because I don't want to leave anybody off. But it's really a community Mm -hmm. of all of us and the knowledge that we share and the encouragement that we give each other. And no Mm -hmm. one comes on this show for self-promotion. Like, it's just, hey, I love <coughs> dealing with your listeners. I love answering <coughs> calls. Like, everyone's got a different specialty, a different uh, topic that they're <coughs> passionate about or enthusiastic about. It's so much fun. Oh, you need your microphone off? It's okay. Oh, you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're, we're ready to go. So we're, we're ready to answer more questions. I mean, this thing is going around. If you have a cough, it's okay. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, 404-872-0750. We're going to go up to Ackworth and say good morning to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on? So um, a little over four years ago, I purchased a sweet little house in downtown Ackworth right off Main Street. Sweet. Um, where the, ho- the the trees um, are older than the homes, um, which are in the well, they were built in the early 50s. And so I have a pecan tree behind my house mm-hmm. that I love so much, and I don't want anything to happen to it. <laughs> but it doesn't produce the actual goody inside the pecan. And I was told that if I limed it, um, which I have no history yeah. um, or experience with at all, so I don't want to do anything to kill this tree. Is it possible to 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 add lime? If so, how and when? In order to get the pecan to have the goody inside of it again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we talked about this off the air a little bit. So Stephanie, hang tight. Um, Mickey, I I see this a lot with with a lot of different things in the landscape. People just assume, even with turf grasses and stuff, mm, yeah. lime. When to apply it, how much, and we don't want to just jump to that conclusion right. right away. That's exactly right. You need to do a soil test, and you're not that far from the extension service in Cobb County. It's over on uh, South Cobb Drive, I think it is, and you can uh, take a soil sample, and they'll tell you if you need lime, and when you fill out the, the papers for the soil sample, it'll ask you what your crop is, mm-hmm. and it will be a pecan tree, and so it'll tell you the amount of lime you need to, to do for your pecan. So when you apply lime, it's what that's going to do is correct low soil pH, but we don't know the pH of the soil yet. You know, normally and, our soils here are, um, you know, we we have acid soils. If you haven't done anything, but I don't know exactly what a pecan tree needs. So you need to, but if you send that to the extension service, they can tell you how much you need to do. I'll tell you because I'm on the University of Georgia oh, extension good website. For you. Not You're that faster I, than I. Am. Not that I have this memorized, <laughs> but a soil pH of six. To 6.5 assures okay. the avail- availability of essential nutrients And that's for pretty pecan. much usually what ours is around that that anyway, but maybe a little bit lower than that. Okay. But just go ahead and test it to be sure. Okay, so, but lime aside, whether or not mm-hmm. Stephanie's going to need that, but what do you know about fertilizing pecan trees, what I've always What I've always been told is that um, you, need, you have to have zinc 
with pecans uh, in order to fill them out. So there are specific pecan fertilizers, and you can use it, and they will have enough zinc in it to keep it where it'll fill out. Otherwise, they just kind of don't do anything much on the inside. They make the shell, but they don't do much on the inside of the shell. So um, I would try to get a pecan fertilizer, at least something that has zinc in it. They could also tell you when you do your soil test what uh, what nutrients you need in your soil as well. Yeah, because, I mean, so generally the recommendation here for the care of mm-hmm. bearing trees when we want pecans are to broadcast a complete fertilizer like 10-10-10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great idea. Okay, that's going to give it what it needs. Uh, the measurements, of course, you want to go based on right. the trunk diameter. But then ammonium nitrate may have to be used. Zinc may have to be used. Right. Lime mm-hmm. is probably kind of a little bit lower on the list. But this is interesting, Stephanie. This is according to the University of Georgia Extension site. Uh, zinc needs are best determined by analyzing leaf, leaf samples, samples. That's right. taken in July <laughs> and August. So, As the, opposed to... Soil samples. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. The I leaves are going to be an indication of, of what the tree needs. And again, that kind of goes back to the county extension right. office when you take those leaves there. So a soil test and a leaf analysis. Had you ever heard any of that, uh, Stephanie? That's interesting, right? No, no. This is. I'm so thankful that I called you today. And um, if we can get this corrected, I will have some, um, some unfrustrated world as well because they are so yeah i've been buying pecans for them who's who's more disappointed you or the squirrels i know so how many do you how many pecan trees do you have uh, just that big one and it's huge i mean it is giant it is really huge huh that's why i don't want to lose it it provides so much shade over the over my house and i don't want it to drop limbs you know i don't want to do anything to to destroy the tree but if if I could have both, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, the, tree. the fact that that pecan's probably been there for, you know, we have yeah. no idea how long. Like, that's pretty mm-hmm. neat. So, and you do have to I kind know. of watch for the the limbs dropping on pecans because they tend to do that. So if I had any big limbs right over my house, I would think about that as well. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys have been so helpful, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, does it, how do I have do I get the soil from right at the base of the tree, or do I need to do there and some further out as well? So you need kind of a, a good representative sample from all around. And when you get okay. the soil kit, whether you get it from Pike Nursery or whether you go down the street uh, to South Cobb Drive yeah. to the extension office, there it gives you pretty specific directions how deeply to dig how many samples, okay. and then you mix them all together, and then that's what you present back to them to test so you have an accurate representation of the area. Um, so, we, yeah, we want to do that right. I don't know how long the test results take to come back, but once you get them back, page two is the page that's yeah. going to tell you exactly what you're lacking, how much you need, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and what I want to do, Stephanie, too, is what I'm reading off of the – University of Georgia Extension page. I want to email that to you too, so you kind of have that knowledge in the back of your head when you go to the extension okay. office. So um, don't hang up yet. I'm going to put you on hold, and you'll talk to Ann again. Give her your email okay. address, and I'm going to shoot that over okay. to you. Is that okay? That'd be perfect. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you. I'm glad you called. I mean, that is a tree worth saving. Oh, like yeah. we were just talking about Love people them. giving each other pecans, like this time of year, Absolutely. you know, for Christmas. So like, there's so much you could do with that. Um, And for anybody who's new to Georgia or new to gardening and you have no idea, you're like, 
I know what county I live in, but that's about it. Like, I have no idea where my county extension office is. Never met my agent. Hi, Josh Fooder. Good morning in Cherokee <laughs> County. Um, call 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. And that way you're able to get directed to your county. 159 of them in Georgia. Some of them may, you know, overlap yeah. if it's if it's a less populated county. But that's how you can find them. And then you'll get the phone number. You'll get the address. You can go there anytime and talk to the agent, leave things with the agent. And just like a Pike Nursery, too, bring a limb, bring right, a bring leaf. Some with you. How often yeah. does that happen? Oh, a lot of people bring leaves and limbs. Yeah, lots of people. And y'all identify that. them. We try. Yeah, yeah. And so it was funny. Stephanie called about that because Maria in Snellville called as well, but she had to go. She called about a pecan tree. Ironic that we would get two pecan mm-hmm. calls back to back. Hers wasn't producing. And the leaves have like a pimple, like a spot on them. And she was asking our phone screener, Anne, what that was. That could be a gall. It could be a gall. Yeah, that's just on the leaf. Um, It's like a pimple. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But Mickey and I were kind of seeing that like they're not really susceptible to a whole lot of Mm -hmm. diseases. Mm -hmm. So pecans are kind of a way to go. Yeah. Um, Where did I see that? Insect control, maybe weevils, maybe aphids. Uh, diseases like scab and some of the varieties do better for us here than Mm -hmm. some of the others yeah you know what i think i'm gonna do since we've piqued people's interest about pecans just talking about this i think i'm gonna share this link on my facebook page that way they can see the cultivars that are good for our area see the fertilization that we're talking about because that's different from home orchard stuff right, i mean we're right, talking a whole is. different absolutely from apple trees and peach trees and all that kind of thing and you now, have to remember how to say it Pecan. 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 It's not pecan. But, I mean, <laughs> we are in the South, so I will but say. I think pecan is South. Pecan. Yeah. yeah. Pecan. Okay. Oh, no. Pecan. Yeah. Mark okay. Aram has a whole <laughs> thing about that. He's, okay. he's a Yankee. He doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but so, what fruit trees have you grown? Um, I, I grow, uh, primarily, I grow figs, mm-hmm. and I've grown apples. Uh, I have grown... Um, uh, blueberries, yeah, which is our number one. It's not counts. really a tree, but yeah. it really produces a lot. I I don't usually grow peaches. I don't peach and peaches plum are, are tough. Peach are tough. And the ironic, we're the peach state. state I know, and I don't know how that happened. Yeah, we should be the blueberry state. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like and pears are easy. Pears yeah. are pretty easy. But they both pears and apples both require pollinators. That's a nice Christmas gift. Yeah. Get somebody a nice box of pears. Yeah, mm. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I got that one year. I think it was oh, for my nice. mother in law got us a box of pears and i'm kind of like huh i've never really eaten a pear and there you have. and boy deborah green down on the river and she produces mark aram show she's like give me some of those pears i'm gonna make you pear empanadas i love pears now <laughs> like she made me pear empanadas and they were fantastic so yeah i mean getting people fresh fruit like that for the holidays that's a good that's good yeah mm-hmm. any any recipe you can do with any of that all right 404-872-0750. When we return, the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. More of your calls and Charles Lampkin with Pike Nursery coming up in just under an hour with lawn and garden holiday tasks. So wake your significant other up and we're going to have some things for you to do this weekend. Sorry. You're listening to Green and Growing. We'll be right back on WSB. All right, the weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Partly cloudy for today. It's going to be pretty mild, a high of around 60. No chance for rain. Things should be drying out here shortly. Scattered morning showers, though, for tomorrow morning. High of around 57, low around 51, and the mostly cloudy to start the work week. 
And boy, it kind of stays warm. So the complete forecast from Channel 2 Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitz comes up in less than 10 minutes. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. All right, Mickey's going to have number four. Going to give her time to think about it in just a minute. Uh, number one, plant woody vines like Carolina jessamine, wisteria, cross vine. You can do all of that now. Make sure to place them next to a sturdy arbor or pergola. Loosely tie the vines with twine. Make sure you trail it the way you want it. American wisteria, Amethyst Falls, is non-invasive, so it can grow to 20 feet eventually if left unchecked. But it grows at about a third of the pace as the Asian species needs very little pruning. So that's a good wisteria to consider. Um, And mulch, everything you plant right now, put a good layer of mulch on top of it for sure. Just insulate it. Keep the moisture in in there. Uh, Number two, keep bird feeders full. Cardinals, if you want to attract them, black oil, sunflower seeds. Finches, they like the thistle or niger seed. Put out suet for everybody. Woodpeckers and everybody are going to love that and the protein they need for their diets to kind of bulk up for the winter. Number three, keep poinsettias and Christmas trees watered. Just use water. You don't have to use any of these different products or whatever. Make sure the water doesn't settle inside the foil wrapper around poinsettias, though. That can do more harm than good. Um, Poinsettias are really easy, Mickey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have them set around the house. Just stick your finger in the soil when they need the water. And they're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. And so many different colors of varieties oh, I now, know Pike. It. I know it. They are so pretty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful plants. So what would your number four be? Moving things. If you're going to transplant something, this is a good time to do it. It's much easier on it when it's cool and it's not doing a lot of growing um, on the top. But the roots are still growing, so you can you can move it now. This is a good so time So maybe to do my it. hydrangea or yeah. my gardenia or something? Yeah, it's better to do it when it's asleep. I always say it's kind of like having surgery. Yeah. You know, you might have to do it when you're awake, but it's not fun. It's <laughs> yeah, much better to. to do it when you're asleep. And uh, and azaleas, too. Azaleas, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what we could do now to make the size a little more manageable as you're trying to move it. Root pruning. Yep, do a little bit of pruning. Um, cut off anything that looks dead or diseased. You know, and also you can do, you can bit. you can prune the roots back a little bit too. This, that's really how they do bone size is they root prune them. And yeah, that's what you could do that. So that's bit. easy, Not easy, a, lot, a little bit. And uh, with Mickey Gasaway today mm-hmm. is Josh Gasaway, her son as well. And Josh, when we come back just after eight o'clock, I want to talk to you uh, a couple of landscaping tips and things you've come across in your twenty plus years, but also landfills. They, people may not think of vegetative landfills in their county. Um, how they can be used both ways. They use the vegetative landfill and what it can do for them as well. Can you school us on that? Lots, <clears throat> lots of very inexpensive mulch. Yeah. See, I mean, a lot of people may not even know that this is a resource or an option for them. It's a great resource. It's much less expensive and it's good for the environment. Yeah. So it's got, it's, it's a positive all the way around. Yeah. So you're going to school us on that for sure. I appreciate learning, learning new stuff. That's what we're here for folks. 404-872-0750. DeMarco behind the glass and on the phones. We're quickly going to go to Tina Douglas with a news update. Mike Boozer for traffic. We got you covered this morning. So you are listening to the right place. Glad you've joined us on 95.5 WSB. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.